Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There it was, that that kind yeah. of ga- gaseous exhalation you do. Is it? Is it to try and give me the lulls? Has it actually, has it actually got a gas content? You know what I mean? You're trying to lull me up like Christie the murderer, something like that. I had a bag of dry roasted nuts earlier. Is that is that what you mean? No, I mean so. I mean actually, literally trying to lull me right up so that um, I actually tolerate what you do. If it's noxious, you know, maybe I should offer you like. Um, like a, a emissions-based sort of gassy name this week. I don't know, gas and tits, gas one? and tits, man. <laughs> Mr. Bunsen. Did you just make that up? Yeah, Mr. Bunsen. Town gas, Tommy. Of course, as always, you can be Ronnie Hot Dogs. Um, can I be gas and tits? Of course, man? you can. All right, gas and tits, man. All right, there, honky tonk. How are you doing? All right. I'm all right. Speaking of me tits, would you like some some kind of tits update? Oh, God, thank God. I thought you were going to say, would I like to see them? Yeah, go on, give us an update. Well, it's been quite hot today. And I think it's probably about as hot as it's going to get for the rest of the year now. Yeah, it's a bit sweaty, isn't it? Been lying flat on my back in the garden again. Yeah. You know, taking in the sun. Yeah. Um, And obviously, I wanted the ants to turn up and have a bit of a dance about under me tits. So I got some matchsticks again. Yeah. Just held them up underneath. And the ants turned up. Uh, and they, they carefully peeled some splinters from the matchsticks and a little bit of congealed gunk from my belly button and yeah. they had a little cricket match. Oh, on your chat, on your belly? Just under me tits, under the shade of me tits. Oh, under the shade, under <laughs> the shade of Andy's tits. Yeah. I'm not calling them me tits anymore, I'm calling them me boy toys. Yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> okay. The one I always hated from my youth up north was um, when boys used to call them cowies. Never liked that. No? No, I Did never liked that. They call you that a lot. Do you know, we talked about town gas. Um, do you remember uh, Do you remember town gas? <laughs> do you remember town gas? The noxious one. You could put your head in the oven if you wanted to snuff it. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> and you'd get a death rattle as your brass hand twitched against the baking trays. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Hey, I've got hey. a new... Thank you. That was an unexpected one. The, uh, Andy, I've got... Did you hear that kind of like a, a bird song now? That, I think that was a cricket. Just going near where the ants had been. <laughs> you trapped a cricket under there. I think I must have done. I've just released it. It's just ran off. Oh, Howling. See. Um, I remember town Now, Andy, I asked you um, ahead of today's podcast to prepare some questions for my wife. Yes, I did. But sadly, the wife has gone out to buy a new mattress. Oh, was she going to join us and answer them? Yes, she was going to join us, but she can't now because, you know how sweaty it is, we've got one of them um, foam <laughs> mattresses, you know? It's and a memory get, foam. Yeah, and she reckons she's found one that 
is a memory form but it's it's got a certain kind of it might be a bit like um mark lawrenson's belinda tissues you know it might have air pockets in it oh, or good I don't absorption know. right yeah whatever but we'll see but she's not back yet but she's given me authority to uh answer the questions so if you did prepare any i'm ready oh, to this do is that. a bit like this is a bit like all-star mr and mrs isn't it, it you is can bit, speak on her behalf all right here we go then all right mrs bob uh, if Bob looked and talked like he does, but instead of being a faded figure from the world of light entertainment, he was instead the fellow who comes round and swills out your wheelie bin on bin deer, would you still have married him? Um, yeah, she'd have still have uh, married me. When, <laughs> when, we, when we met, boy, I was a looker. You know, I look, really, I looked like Rick Astley. Something like that. Do you know what I mean? Someone, Not really. No, you know, those, you know those people like Brian Ferry, right? For example, he yeah. looks like a coal miner, doesn't he, or a bus conductor? Yeah. It's you know like any, but you you know if he was in a pub in Tower or something, you just think there's yeah, a bus conductor. But if you come home smelling of the bins every night, would you still be interested? Uh, I'm go- I, I'll tell you what, I will ask her that. I, I, I don't feel qualified to ask her that question. I'm very surprised that you've. Oh, there it goes. Fucking cricket. <laughs> so, um, do you know, Fuck it, off. Won't, Go on. it won't be making that little noise because it makes that noise with its wings, doesn't it? Because they'll be uh, absorbing all the saturated fat from under your um, your blenders. Do you it know what I mean? It will be, yeah. Good luck to it. Second question, come on. Second question, Mrs. Bob. Have you listened to Bob's many stories about Steve McLaren and the fat lass? And do you find that the majority of it sounds very familiar to your own life stroke marriage? Yes, she has listened to them. Uh, we don't have a snake, so obviously not, none of it's like uh, our marriage. I suppose the other main thing is... Is the snake a metaphor, though? For what? I don't know. You what? tell me. No, you're thinking it is. I can see by your face you think it's a metaphor. Well, I don't understand what that might be, though. My mattress, what? I don't know. No, well, carry on. This has obviously been a bad idea. Third question. Third question. Mrs. Bob, how often do you think about suffocating Bob in his sleep? Um, I can answer that for you, definitely. Um, she thinks about it every single night uh, because I'm a snorer. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a snorer. You so. dirty northern bastard. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I've got, I've got a new catchphrase I'm working on, which is to say, how very fucking hell. <laughs> Quite, I'm going to work on it, so I'll see if I can I can. just going to drop that in now and again, are you? Yeah. Do you want to ask me... It, um, uh, have I ever met a footballer, Andy? I know that's... Uh, well, it sounds like you might have a story primed, so I will do. Bob, have you ever met a footballer? Thanks for asking, Andy. Um, yeah, well, I went up to Middlesbrough for the Borough Stoke match, and I was in the players' lounge after the match, right? Having some sausage rolls, palmos, that sort of thing. <laughs> and um, I went to the bogs, and when I went in there, the only person that was in there is that little winger they have. You know, is it called? Is he called Shakiri? Yes. Shakiri, little Shakiri. Yes, not to be confused with Shakira. Shakira, no, not Shakira, Shakiri. He was in there. And as you know, he's about, God, he's small, than you even think he's about four foot six, something like that. Just and, slightly taller than you, then. Ha ha And he oh. was, uh, how, how very fucking hell. And he, and he was stood at one of the urinals, drinking out of it. Oh. Honestly. So I said, oh, Shakiri, that's not very nice. And he says, how would you know? That's what he said, how would you know? Don't knock it till you've tried it. That's what I say when it comes to buttered Weetabix. You know, he's got a point. Anyway, he just licked his lips, farted, (laughs) bought a Johnny bag and left the toilet. 
So I thought, well, I'm on my own. Like he says, don't knock it till you've tried it. Have a go. So I bent down, had a little lick, and it was fucking rank, honestly. You know, I should have known, Andy. It was stupid of me. I turned round because I hear a bang behind me. Crouchy, Phil Bardsley, Whelan, all just coming out of one cubicle. Right. And I think it was Bardsley said, some Charlie in there, if you fancy it. So, yeah, so I went in the cubicle... And there's Charlie Adams. Oh. Yeah, he's pissing in the bowl. And he says, like, there you are, son. You're more than welcome. <laughs> Shakes his dongle, farts and leaves. I think so. I think they're all up to it. Because he them. heard you were into it. Well, so they, that was an interesting little, um, little meeting, wasn't it? Speaking of professional footballers. Yeah. We've got the Secret Soccer Superstar on board now, haven't we? Oh, have you got some more who, from him? Who joins us once a week. And uh, he's here again. And he's this week he's talking about agents and the role that agents play. Oh, it's quite topical, given all the Sam Allardyce stuff. Yeah. So um, let, let's hear what he's got to say about agents. A lot of people think that a player's agent is only there to deal with contract negotiations and that. But the agent does so much more for you. Like... When you first sign for a new club, you're a stranger in a new town and your agent does loads of stuff to help you settle in. Like, he'll come round and set up your Xbox for you, he'll get you signed up for swimming lessons, and if you're a member of a fan club for your favourite singer or film star, he'll get in touch and he'll let them know your new address. And your agent can be really helpful if you've been bullied as well. About 10 years ago, I signed for one of the top, top Premier League clubs for 10 million quid. I was buzzing. However, whenever I went down to the precinct to buy a comic or some sweets, the big lads that hung around down there used to pick on us, tripping us up and calling us a puff. It was really affecting me form and the boss put us on the bench for a couple of matches. So eventually, my agent went down the precinct on his motorbike and he threatened the lads with a crowbar and the sound backed off. I got my place back in the starting lineup again and I even got a couple of Man of the Match prizes. Mm. Well, it's hard to know. All I suppose you can say is, is there's the truth from yeah, well, the inside. Yeah, I don't, I, none of those revelations are going to be in the Telegraph this week, are they? I doubt it. Very he, very much. Here's one that would be in the Telegraph if they could get the scoop. But I get the scoops because I've got the contacts following Mark Lawrence and Andy. All right. Is it time for tear about Mark? I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to join in as well again if I could. Well, yeah, you'll have to provide his voice, please, Andy. I'd love to. When prompted or when it's pretty damn obvious, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh, right, I can so, improvise, can I? Of course you can. So Mark um, and Robson, Robson Jerome. Is it Robson? I keep saying it's Robson Green. It's Robson, Robson Green. Green they went shopping. Last weekend at um, Designer Outlet Centre in York. Yeah. Um, Robson phoned him up. Uh, what well, he's Jordy, isn't he? Like, hey, Mark, yeah. I'm really enjoying having you as my friend. Like, do you fancy coming shopping with what? At the Designer Outlet Centre. <laughs> and Mark said, I enjoy having you as a friend. That sounds quite wholesome. I'd love to. I enjoy having you as a friend, Robson. That sounds quite wholesome. I'd love to. Right, so that's sorted out. Oh, I'm completely hoop-cocked. Hey, do you know what? Mark, Rafa's going to be there. Rafa Benitez at the Outlet Centre. He's opening a sports direct shop and signing rep like a kid's like. Rafa Benitez. So Mark says, hmm, well, I don't know about that. Hmm, well, I don't know about that. Okay, so... 
the Gordon Robson's motorbike um, get there, go straight into Hugo Boss, yeah? Do you know you, 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 do you know Hugo? Do you have them up north? Not well, personally, I've, I've heard of them. Yeah, and so Mark says, have you got something shiny and bright with like um, an elaborate three-stage collar? Have you got something shiny and bright like, with an elaborate three-stage collar? Perchance. So he tries on a like a brownie one with silver thread going through it. Yeah. Um, one with like with a three stage collar. But this one, the assistant's not daft. He knows how to pull them in. This one's got a three stage triple cuff with contrasting cuff lining in purple. Right. Do you know that sort of shirt? Mark likes I, he really nah, he likes lost it. me there, but I imagine he likes that. Yeah, well, do you know the, 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 the triple collar where there's, like, two collars inside the actual collar? Yeah. You've seen, yeah. seen these at nightclubs, what you go to, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to pretend I know what you're talking about. Okay. Anyway, he says, oh, I love the triple cuff, and it's nice and town tight around me guts, but me <laughs> hair is a mess. It's that bloody crash helmet. Oh, that's a long one. Oh, I love that. It's got a lovely triple effect. Very no, excuse tight. me, excuse me. Get, look, that isn't what Mark said. Oh, I love the triple cuff, and it's nice and tight round me guts, but my hair is a mess. It's that bloody crash helmet. Oh, I love the triple cuff, and it's very tight around me guts, but my hair's a mess because of the crash helmet. It's great. That's that not bad. You lost it a bit there, Andy, but there you go. He's forgotten his hairspray. That's the problem. And nowhere sells right. it. So they go over to Ryman's and get some spray mount. Do you know spray mount? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's an aeros- aerosol glue, sticky yeah. glue in an aerosol. I'll so see that, where this is going. Yeah. That did the trick. Um, well, where's it going then? You tell me. In his hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So he uses that instead. He got a little bit on his face, mind, and he hasn't got any Belinda wipes. So right. anyway, they're walking around. Mark notices that the cleaner on his trolley's got some Belinda wipes, the ones that he loves. Yeah. So... What he did, he grabbed the whole roll whilst the cleaner was having a sneaky uh, fag. So wiped his face. So that's what he did, Andy. Kill some time, they go into Starbucks. It's right next to Sports Direct so they can see when Rafa comes. Um, what's your name, sir? They say to Mark. And he says, Paul Wobbles. <coughs> it's Paul Wobbles. <laughs> <laughs> and Robson gives his name as Nicholas Cat. And honestly, two of them, they nearly explode with laughter because of what they've done, you know what I mean? Anyway, well, look, Mark, there's Rafa, Rafa Benitez. There he is, it's Rafa Benitez, boss of the tune. I can't believe I'm going to meet him, like. So they go up to the car, Mark waves, he says, hey, Rafa, it's Mark, my best friend here, who would like to meet you. Uh, hey, Rafa, it's Mark here, my best friend would like to meet you. Right, well, just as they're approaching Rafa... The, sudden, the cleaner, right, suddenly rushes up and grabs Mark and gets in his face. Where's my Belinda wipes, you fucker? <laughs> the problem is, he's still got his fag in his mouth and it ignites the spray mount that's covering all of Mark's Shit. head. Fucking hell, says Mark. Fucking hell! <laughs> I well, put a Rafa's bit of panic sec- into that. Do you like that? That's all right. Well, Rafa's security immediately think it's ISIS, right? So one pushes Rafa back in the car and the other punches Mark on his shoulder, right? And scratches at Robson's tits. Then he gets in the car and Rafa's gone. Gone once gone. again. So Mark's patted down his hair and Robson says, Ah, shit, man, I'm never going to meet Rafa. Never going to meet Rafa Benitez. 
and Mark puts his hand on his shoulder. He says, listen, Robson, I'm going to invite Rafa around my house for a chicken dinner and guess who else is coming? Listen, Robson, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to invite Rafa around to my house for a chicken dinner and guess who else is coming? I don't know, uh, Danny Murphy, uh, Barry Venison, I don't know. No, Robson, you are, because you're my best friend. Come on, let's go to Claire's Accessories and buy some bling. No, Robson, you are, because you're my best friend. Come on, let's go to Claire's Accessories and buy some bling. So that's a nice little tale, really. I mean, Mark's had his hair burnt, but... Again... Again, yeah, but the security's got involved and they've both been punched. Yeah, but they haven't yeah. met Rafa yet. But the friendship's growing, isn't it? But the friendships go from strength to strength. Apart from that, apart from all that stuff, you know, good day out, really. Yeah, Belinda. Uh, always nice to hear Belinda tissues. Belinda wipes being involved in the story. Can I just have a quick game of the the numbers game with of you? Of course, again? you can. Yeah. Right, I want you to think of a number between 10 and 24. Don't tell me what it is. Okay, right. Right, now tell me what it is. (laughs) 17. 17, right. So it's 2016 now. Count back 17 years. That takes us to 2000... Sorry, 1999. Yeah. In 1999, Bob, were you mostly a total bellend or just a bit of a prick? Um. I was mostly just a bit of a prick then, Andy. Just it was all good, prick. innocent fun in the late 90s. Brilliant. That's Thank the you. numbers game. It's a hell of a game, isn't it? I don't quite see how it works, but it works. Do you know what I mean? I think the clue's in the title, really, isn't it? The numbers game. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do I have your permission, Andy? I don't know. To sing one of my Scottish songs. Now, I know they're a bit dull. But what do you well, reckon? That, that, no one I spoke to thinks they're dull. So you let me sing it? It's a bit of a mood changer, but I wouldn't say dull. Yeah, go on. By okay. Um, all right, off I go. This is the tale of Sam McGregor, the last surviving adult male on the island. He had long harboured dreams of escaping to the mainland where he could sample the pastry at Greg's or visit Costa Coffee where you could apply within. 
even enroll at a Bannatine or Pure Living gym and cleanse his body with their luxury soaps. He had planned his escape for some time, but things had now turned urgent. As in the last month, 80 men had died. 80 men had died. Yes, 80 men had died. He fashioned a durable craft from firewood and discarded fencing. Oars were made from that little access panel you find on lampposts that he prized off with a large hinge from his mother's blanket box. It was past midnight when he dropped... Is my accent going? No, it's really good, no, strong. Right. Yeah. It was past midnight when he dropped his boat into the water and climbed down the quayside ladder. Just as he placed his boot into the boat, he heard the water roll and lap, and there by the side of the boat was a large fish swimming upon its back. As the moonlight adjusted his eye, he saw that the fish had the face of Brian McDermott. The face of Brian McDermott. The face of Brian McDermott. What do you want of me, horrible fish? Just let me pass on my way to the mainland. There's no escape from the island without consequence. Just look at the fucking state of me. You must return to your mother right away, boy, said the fish. If you're not back by her side within an hour, then she will suffer a fate far worse than that which has been opposed upon me and my shoal. Sam stared at the surface of the water, and everywhere he looked were fish with the face of Brian McDermott, the face of Brian McDermott, the face of Brian McDermott. Sam climbed up the ladder and ran at all his speed across the barren moors. Just over the hour had elapsed when he entered his mother's bedroom. She appeared to be sound asleep. He placed his hand on her shoulder to check for warmth, when suddenly she turned and stared at him fully. The fish was no fibbing. Her fate was worse than theirs. She had the face of Louis van Gaal. The face of Louis van Gaal. The face of Louis van Gaal. There it is, and the, you know, you can they, keep it in or leave that, it. But. That, to me, that sounds like a children's book. Yeah, well, my Do worry you is, is, you know, at night when I'm talking to my children, I'm reasonably good at their Scottish accent, but I felt that I lost it during the telling of the tale. Damn. There you go. How very fucking hell anyway, do you know what I mean? Hey! Hey! Hiya. Hey! What's these allergies all about these days, hey? Everyone's got them, haven't they? It's like some kind of disease! Back in the 1970s! If your face swelled up, you'd just press a wet flannel on it for a bit. These days, they're putting warnings all over packets of biscuits! Stop the clock, Ernie! <laughs> Did you notice my catchphrase there Is at it, the end? No, was it stop the clock, Ernie? Stop the clock, Ernie. Are you going to get it in again? Do you reckon? I'm not I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to do it, but I'm going to drop it in later on. Hey! Hey! Listen! Listen! I tell you what, there's this as well, though. Listen! No, wait till I tell you. What do they need to call it? Sat now for? I know I'm sat. Of course I'm sat. I'm sat in the fucking car! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do Eric. Never mind, is that your set? Ernie. Good set, tight set this. I've got a little bit more. Go on then. Hey, listen, no, listen, hey, fucking listen, hey. I tell you what you don't see much of these days, littering. 
littering. Life used to be easier when you could just chuck your empty fag packet down on the pavement, didn't it? Stop the clock, Ernie! <laughs> and no one ever got hurt, we just got on with it. Casual racism. You should bring that back as well. Used to make my job a lot easier, that did. Stop the clock, Ernie! Stop That's the it. clock, Ernie! That's Whoa. all. Oh, very fucking hell. I enjoyed that set. Hey, um, I'll tell you what I was thinking, and you know, like, football-wise. Oh, never, yeah, football, yeah. Just a bit of like, I never, ever, when I went I went to the, the match last week, ooh, we playing, I can't remember, the beat, Tottenham. Went up to Middlesbrough, just played Tottenham, and like, every time you emerge from the steps at the back, look at the pitch, even at my age, you never lose that kind of sense of wonder. It's still a wonderful moment, you know what I mean? Do you find that, do you? Yeah, I do. You know, I've been there a lot of times, but... Uh, I, I tell you what it is, though. You support a team that's, like, won some matches at home in yeah. the last few years. Oh, well, I, I think there's something in the light, you know, the green coming out of the industrial... You know, coming out of fucking Sunderland. The smog. And then there's that pitch. But I went up an escalator at the new um, London Bridge station, and... I didn't give a fuck and, it, and, and it, I remembered that when I first went on an escalator in the department store in Middlesbrough Bins had one in Middlesbrough I, yeah. I was like that same sense of wonder like I say now I couldn't give a fuck is it what about you is there anything that you, you used to f- give, fill you with a sense of wonder but now you couldn't give a fuck this podcast <laughs> stop the clock Ernie I'll very fucking hell can I uh, can I have another pop at guessing your pin number oh yeah go on then alright here we go 2699 you've only got one wrong so that's getting a bit frightening <laughs> hey I bought a new now ca- what <laughs> I bought a new car this week can you guess what colour it is is it uh, brown no is it black? Yes. There did you like that? that? Did you that like that well. slot? Did you that like a good that? Game. <laughs> you buy another car next week, and I can guess that as well. Are you um, are you tapping something with the other microphone? Yeah, it's me testicles, Andy. I'm sorry. I'll stop. All right, now. no problem. Carry hey, on then, Andy. If you were opening an Indian restaurant, yeah, yeah, an Indian restaurant, what would you call it? I would call it Taste of India. How about you? What do you call it? Taste of India? If you're opening an Indian restaurant, I'd call it Taste of India, would you? Or not, something different? Something different. Yeah, well, like Papa Doms or something like that, Papa Tits or whatever. There is a one called Papa Doms in Sunderland. Yeah? Yeah, it's pa- like original, isn't it? Do you say Papa Dom or Papa Dom? I say Papa Doms. Yeah? What do you say? So Papa Dom is the lower class way of saying it then? Uh, if you think so. Do you say Papa Doms, do you? No, I say Papa Dom. Oh. There's over 16 different pronunciations. I won't go through them all with you now, don't worry. I Your testicles are making a hell of a noise there. Well, I don't know what it is. You can see me. What, I'm not doing anything wrong, am I? Well, I can't see your testicles, thankfully. You've got them housed, but, you know. Do you want to hear about the older man? Because I have confronted him since I found out about you and him. Which I, I think it's time we... Yeah, I think enough time has passed... Enough water's gone under the bridge. And you, we can catch up with what's been going on here. Go on, then. Well, I have seen him. He sent me an email. I didn't get in touch with him. He sent me an email asking if I would attend a charity dinner. It was before a Crystal Palace match up in Middlesbrough. Um, it was like there was a, it, one of the dozy, half-witted kids and their parents could come for a lunch and watch the match. It was a prize. For, um, and I agreed. Obviously, I wanted to see him to ask about the incident between you and him. 
um, oh. at the Corbyn rally, but I didn't mention it. So he was all chirpy. He doesn't know I know, you see, and he's all chirpy when he picked me up at Darlington in, in the daft, it's called, honestly, Andy, it's written on the side of the, of the bus, daft but deserving. <laughs> that's in a... Is that the name of the charity? No, it's not, that's not the name, but like daft it's but the deserving. Hello, Robert. Hope you're hungry. I've heard they're serving whole roast crab and pea rounders for lunch. But I just sort of like, I gave it half a look and sat in the back of the uh, of the minibus, put yeah. my headphones on and listened to me dubstep anthology, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I think he realised I was a bit off with him because about halfway to Borough, he stopped at the garage and bought me a packet of them. You know those little fish and chip shaped biscuits? Yeah. yeah he bought they me a pack of them. Fish and chips, aren't they? Fish and chips. He bought me a pack of them and an apple. I thought, oh, he's trying to get right round me, up my ass, yeah. isn't he there with that? So I thanked him, but so that he could see it through, I just put him on the seat next to me. I didn't touch him. All right. You know what I mean? Anyway, I, I don't want to go on too much. So I, we get to the mail, halfway through the mail, I'm sat next to the vicar with the twitch, and he's giving off a really strong smell of bleach. Biffy Clyro's there. What's he done? <laughs> he's bought some marker pens from the um, club shop. And he's drawing all over his face, right? The daft kids have started throwing the roast crab about and drawing like cocks on the tablecloths with <laughs> Biffy's pens, you know what I mean? So, Has he got different colours? All different colours. Well, no, actually, nice. when I think about it, he was, they were using red for the bell end and yeah. black for the shaft. So I, th- right. I think they only... <laughs> what, co- what colour was the spunk? Hey, stop it. <laughs> You know, the dotted line. No, all right, no, sure. Let's just say it was black. All right. <laughs> so I, I gave the alderman a nod to, come, if it, to have a word. So it was ambiguous, like, come on, let's get out of here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get some peace. So we find it. Um, you go past all the pictures of Exborough players and little plant displays and shit. And we found a little alcove. So I wanted to have a word with him. He turns to me. He says, no, Robert, not on Premier League premises, Robert. Robert, think of the potential scandal. Let's do this on the minibus on the way back to the station. I said, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to kiss Alderman. What I want is an explanation. I've heard that you were kissing a little fat bloke with tits at a Labour rally the other week. What is that all about? Don't be such a pussy, Robert. You know I love you, Robert. I love to kiss you. You never said I was exclusive to you. And Robert, you have my assurance that I look forward to kissing you more than any other Robert man. I don't even remember this little fat bloke. Well, I'll tell you what, Alderman, why not apologise? That's what he said. See, honestly, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, I'll tell you what, look, why not apologise? Maybe promise it won't happen again. Robert, he said. Grow up, Robert. I will do so much thing. No such thing, Robert. I says, well, in that case, it's over. I'm going to my seat in the stadium. Off I went and off. You could, I just thought, well, you could apologise, you know what I mean? I, you know. Anyway, I was glad I'd said me piece, but as I sat watching the match, I've got to be honest, I couldn't concentrate. So is, is that you and him done then, do you think? Well, I, I just couldn't, you'll have to listen to the end, Andy. <laughs> okay. I just kept thinking of him, you know, and his lovely lips and his tight ass, and thinking yeah. how I might never get to, you know, like kiss yeah. him again. Uh-huh. So half time, I was just watching the big screen. There was some ex-Borough player doing a raffle, that sort of shit. When suddenly there was a commotion, and the screen filled with the face of the alderman. He grabbed the mic off the uh, the bloke who does the mic stuff. So sort of booming round the old stadium, it's Robert, Robert, 
But bring it all around the stadium. Everyone in the old stadium goes quiet. I'm sorry I kissed the Macam Robert, and yeah. it will never happen again. Please forgive me, Robert. It was a terrible mistake. Then he started walking over to the centre circle, and the crowd began to chant. Yeah, but guess what they chanted, boys and girls? Kissed the alderman, kissed the alderman, kissed the... So there's 32,000 people. So you kissed them? Including the Palace fans. Did you kiss them? Well, I saw my face on the screen, full on. Yeah, the chants get louder. Borough fan next to me. Go on, Bob. All the Borough fans were saying. I know I would if I had the fucking chants. So I went for it. I ran down the aisle, jumped over the fence, joined him in the centre circle. His lips were still moist, like from the pea rounder juice. He held me either side of my face and poured his lips into mine. What a kiss, Andy. When he slowly pulled his lips away, just like in that movement, all my anger had gone. So, you know, that's it. The crowd cheered. I sat with him for the second half and Biffy. We occasionally smiled. You know, we're happy together. I don't blame him. I don't blame you. So that's that's the end of it, really. So um, there you go. That's a nice story. Thank you. Lovely. Good. I'm pleased for both of you. <laughs> you don't, well, um, oh, I mean, you've never actually formally said that you you apologise and that it won't happen again, have you? Well, uh, right, this has been Athletic Omens. Um, have we'll you, though, back again next week. We'll be back again next week. I'm saying, have you? Andy? No, we'll talk about it later on, shall we? Hey. When this is finished. We'll talk about it when this is finished. Oh, OK, see ya. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.